Good evening. Today is March 26th and welcome to another episode of It Only Takes a Spark. Today's reading comes from the book of John, chapter 10, verses 31 to 42. The Jews picked up rocks to stone Jesus. Jesus answered them, I have shown you many good works from my Father. For which of these are you trying to stone me? The Jews answered him, We are not stoning you for a good work, but for blasphemy. You, a man, are making making yourself a god. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your laws, I said, You are gods. If it calls them gods, to whom the word of God came, the scripture cannot be set aside. Can you say that the one whom the Father has consecrated and sent into the world blasphemes because I said I am the Son of God? If I do not perform my Father's works, do not believe me. But if I do perform them, even if you do not believe, believe the works so that you may realize and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Then they, they tried again to arrest him, but he escaped from their power. He went back across the Jordan to a place where John first baptized, and there he remained. Many came to him and said, John performed no sign, but everything John said about this man was true. And many there began to believe in him. This particular, um, you know, whenever I don't know how you do your particular devotion. You know, uh, sometimes there's an obvious meaning that pops up. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what the scripture is saying to me. That's exactly what it means, right? Um, and then sometimes you wish you had uh, a master teacher there to explain things. But so many things were popping up. And some of the things that popped up was, I just see, it was just so interesting for, to me that, these people there were so concerned with being judges and executioners in that they were they were had determined that Jesus did something wrong they 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 like they tried and 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 they were they were setting out the punishment right there they were going to stone him right there so the Jews in this scripture was concerned with being judges and executioners, but Jesus was concerned about being a teacher and a healer. The Jews focused so much on external appearances there, all right? What was on the outside, Jesus was more focused on the eternal destination, our eternal destination. That was his focus. Um, and... What I thought was interesting was that Jesus, and he knew he exactly who he was, and he was doing good things, you know? It was like the brother could not take, he would not catch a break. He was healing all these people, people that they knew, 
Many of the people are probably in that same crowd, a brother, a sister, a cousin. They knew. I mean, so this was this was like a good thing. This was like miracle upon miracles, right? And see, here he is doing a good thing, and yet they were still focused on judging him, um, convicting him, and you know, uh, they had plan planning his execution. Because when you stone someone, you know, you don't normally walk out of walk away, walk away uh, and and just feeling good about yourselves, right? So they were they were so focused on that, and Jesus was just trying. He was just plowing through. Like, I got some people to heal. I have business to do, people. And yet, even while he's healing them, he's teaching them. He's always taking that time, that moment to say, hold on here. Did you ever think about this? Have you ever thought about this particular perspective? I mean, who does that? Who in the midst of get, trying to get stone used that as a teachable moment? Would you? I know I wouldn't. I would run. I would run. And, and if I were Jesus, I would fly, disappear, do something. But he used that time to pause. His patience had no end. You know, I mean, I, I just, it's just marveled. It just amazed me that he was able to do that. So, and he was focused on his father's work. He knew who he was and he knew what he had to do. He was the master teacher and he was the master healer and that's what he was focused on doing and nobody was going to deter him from that I think when we think about our lives right we have uh, a purpose we we were we were born with a purpose we were born with skills great abilities and and for whatever reason you know our our lives took a different turn you know, like a wrong turn, you know, and things did not work out, you know, we had a rough start. But through life, we start to meander and things start to settle in place. And you think that, ah, now that I am a child of God, now that I'm really fully engaged in walking in your footsteps, Lord Jesus, now that I have everything in place, it is my expectation, Heavenly Father, that the road will be easy. It is my expectation that if I have paid my dues in my early life, that I'm not supposed to have challenges, um, that I'm supposed to have a respite. And I think one of the lessons that we can, we can glean from Jesus is that if he was God's son and he was very focused on his job, to be a master teacher and a master healer, even though he was in the midst of being persecuted, set up, trying to, everybody's trying to trip him up so they can find something to, to throw in his way. But he was always prepared. He was always centered and focused on his job. We have to make sure that whatever the challenges that happen in life, whatever people or situation, whenever life kind of comes up and and throws stones at us or attempts to throw stones we have to comp- we have to remain anchored like Jesus we have to keep our eyes on our purpose we have to keep our eyes on his promise his promise of salvation 
His promise to give us peace. Some of you who are listening to this are sitting down in your home and lying down in your bed and you're looking at your your life and you may be thinking, woman, shut up. There's not a whole lot that I have to be excited about. There's, there's, there's not a whole lot that's going right right now. I don't have anything to be thankful for. I'm sitting down and my legs are on fire. I'm in this pain. This pain is in this part of the body. And this pain, I'm living with all of this. It is too much. How can I find something to be thankful for? You're looking at your table and you're, think, you're just looking at the bills and you're like, oh my gosh. You know, I can't, I don't have a $10 to send to this bill and $15 to send to the other. I just don't have it, you know? And you're thinking to yourself, I'm doing the best I can. Lord, I've tried to raise my children right. And they're all going in different directions, meandering all over the place, lost, lost all over. They're not following your plan for them. How can this be right? And you're thinking that there's no hope. But I'm telling you on this Friday night that the light of Christ is so bright that it burns brightly even amidst pain. And I'm sitting here to tell you that his love is real and that his promise is real and that if we keep our eyes focused on him, he will give us the tools, he will give us the resources, he will send us a a Hail Mary when we least expect it, Um, He will provide us with the strength that we need uh, to navigate the storms of life. Even when we feel like like we've we've gotten a a rough, uh, uh, unfair start. I mean, I had a conversation with someone I love very dearly, very, very dearly today. And and that person was in tears, tears because uh, they were given news that shocked them, you know, that just kind of through their their whole world in in a tizzy and um, even though I'm you know dealing with my own health issues I couldn't help but listen to that person love that person so passionately wanting to just like go through the phone and just you know really really embrace them and one I one of the things I shared with that person was some of the experiences I've endured where in life so many things did not turn out the way I had expected or people either uh, use their dysfunction and impose their dysfunction on me by trying to humiliate me or put me down Um, and how that how distraught I felt at that time and I shared with this person some tools that I use to navigate to overcome those challenges but you know, when you're young, you know, it's whatever you're dealing with, it is the size of um, Mount Everest, right? You, whatever that situation is, it's, it's your Mount Everest. And so because of that, I was able to share some things. And I said, you know, this is, this is painful, but it's not permanent. It's painful, but it's not permanent. And another thing that was really amazing happened, and this is how the power of the Holy Spirit knows exactly what you need when you need. So I spent the entire day, full disclosure now, spent the entire day in bed, 
because of high blood pressure. So I'm supposed to be taking a chill pill, right? Keeping everything calm. So of course, when I received this news and I was comforting this special person, I realized that I was really worried at that point, very worried and started to pray. But this is how God is just so amazing. He sends you a comforter, right? He sends you somebody to help you. And so along came my husband, you know, Mr. Wisdom, and it was like a tag, you know? I, I, I had to like a spit take a spiritual tag and say, Tag, you're it. You help me with this situation. And so my husband knew this person really well. So at that time, my husband was able to take the wheel. Mind you, you're talking to an alpha female. I'm used to taking care of things, you know, heal the world, make it a better place, sign me up. You know, that's me. I'm the healer. I want to heal. I want to fix things. But I couldn't. I couldn't do it. My body was not allowing me to do it. God was saying, back away, woman. Back away. This is not your time. Go heal your body and let your husband take the driving wheel. And so he did. He took the wheel. And normally, all right, this is, all right, full disclosure, I can be, I can be a control freak sometimes. Normally, I would stay in the room, offer some little advice, and just be there, like, for moral support. My body was saying, no, it's not going to happen. Run. It's like, run, Forrest, run. So my body was saying, get out. Get out, or I will, I will pull rank, and I will collapse on you, girl. So I had to leave the room. I mean, leave the room, people. Yes. I left the room, went into the den, put on some nice Christian music, and I started to meditate. And I called upon Jesus. And I just let my husband comfort our dear friend. So you see, and of course, I had some people, some lifelines, you know, my spiritual people in my life. And and, and to keep me anchored, I I had to do a, a, a call. So we have these tools, people. But what happened if we insist now if I had insisted to insisted to take this on for me and just go on and try to help, I would have probably hurt myself in the process. Not probably. I would have. All right. So sometimes God is offering us help and we refuse to take it because we're stubborn. We're stubborn and we're set in our way. You're like, okay, God, no, I'm not going to take your plan because I have a better plan. I know my body. You know, you may have a plan for your child and God is saying, hey, this is what he needs. And you keep butting in. You keep butting in and messing it up. So the gift that we have today is a gift that's just so powerful. God is saying, hey, here I am. I'm here with you. I'm not leaving you. I will send you what you need. All right? So sometimes what we have to do is act. Sometimes we don't have to act. And you remember in the passage, Jesus crossed the Jordan, and then he went, and he stayed where he went to a place where he was baptized, John baptized, and people came to him. So sometimes we have to take that journey, right? We have to cross our Jordan, to get to a place where we're not being persecuted. It's not, it's not permanent. Whatever we're going through is not permanent. So he crossed the Jordan and what happened? People came to him and believed. 
all right so we then do we have to take all of the steps we have to cross our Jordan we have to get to back to our roots get back to the the old time religion get back to the truth of the Bible get back to the to the basics the fundamentals prayer fasting you know meditation almsgiving those are the fundamentals of our faith it's there we will find solace and there we will find what God is really calling us to do Heavenly Father we thank you for your will we thank you for giving us light we thank you for giving us love and we thank you for reminding us each day that you 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 will never leave us alone that whatever we're going through may be painful but it is definitely not a promise it it is it is definitely not permanent so help us to be more like you in everything that we say and in everything that we do brothers and sisters if you're enjoying the spark please subscribe and share it with somebody that you feel it might be a blessing. God bless.